0: Welcome to the All Things Performance Podcast, where our goal is to stay hungry, to get better, and to move the meter. My name is Josiah Gano and whether you're looking to improve physically, to get fed spiritually, or to challenge yourself mentally, we're d- 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 digging deep to find those gems, and we're going to find them. Let's go. Let's 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 go. Hope everybody's doing well today. I am joined with a good friend and colleague, Steve Mormon. I've known Steve for several years. We used to work with each other back in the day, literally in training some of the nation's top athletes. Steve is currently the director of sports performance at Embry-Riddle University, which is a very unique position. And he's going to talk about that more in our interview uh, today. It's a good one. This is a great conversation. We talk about what he looks for in terms of the identifying factors and whether or not he knows if an athlete is going to be successful or not. He talks also about his why, what his drive is as a strength coach, right? And oddly enough, we speak about the power of forgiveness and why you have to have this in your corner, not only as a professional, but as a human being. This is a great conversation. Again, be prepared to laugh, be prepared to think, to be educated and entertained. So without further ado we get right into today's conversation. All right here we go man here we go. Today I'm joined with Steve Mormon, and Steve is uh, currently the director of sports performance at Embry-Riddle University. Steve how we doing man?
1: Doing great man doing great Joe good to see you. Um, great to be on this podcast. I know you had some um, great speakers before me. I got some great speakers after. Hopefully I can hold my own
0: so looking forward to it. Hey, thank you, man. But you know what? There's only one Steve Mormon, though, player. You know what I'm saying? There's only one Steve Mormon, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. <laughs> you know, that's
1: what, that's what they keep telling me. But you know uh. what I'm saying? But we'll, we'll see if, we, you know, my biggest thing is uh, is sharing knowledge. So hopefully yeah. someone can pick something out and, you know, we can, you know, get something out of this for somebody else.
0: No, that's what, that's what it is, man. I'm excited. I'm personally excited. I got up this morning. I was like, man, I'm really excited about this podcast because it's one of those things where I'm dealing with an individual that I know. I work with, you know, you and I both work, um, at a university, uh, as, as strength coaches, uh, somebody who, uh, as like yourself is a psycho- has a psychology background with a sports, uh, you know, a sports background with a strength and conditioning background. So it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great interview today, man. So <laughs> right off the bat, right off the bat, you know, you have people who are listening to this, who are strength and conditioning professionals, parents, you know, uh, Parallel professionals in our industry For me personally, as a strength coach, it was one of those things where I love to see people at their breaking point. It wasn't a sadistic thing. it was just one of those things whereby you got a chance to see who was made of what and what they were going to do at the crossroads. That, to me gave me a, an insight into somebody's spirit, into their psyche. For you, Steve Mormon. What has been the most rewarding thing for you as a strength coach? The most insightful thing you, thing for you as a strength coach?
1: Um, I think the I think the big insightful thing for me, you know, coming from a psychology background like yourself and being a strength coach, you know, so my thesis in uh, my master's thesis for strength and conditioning, my master's for psychology, was the belief of winning. Mm. You know, how does that translate into wins? How does that translate into your attitude daily? And so I did a study on, um, you know, whether or not you believe you're going to win or not. And so, and so for me, the biggest insight for me is to see our student athletes or, you know, a client or uh, youth professional is when that light turns on of belief. Mm. Like once, that, once it comes through of like, man, I could do that. But, you know, because when, you know, when I tell kids, hey, man, you're going to squat 400 pounds. Yeah. And it's like you see that fear. You see, this dude is joking with me, but then you start seeing them creeping 315, 350. Mm-hmm. Then they start believing, and it's just like, yeah, oh, yeah. I got that foe in me. Yeah, then it's just yeah. like, you know, and that, and for me, you know, and that goes for anything, you know. You know, I got kids who've never ran a mile before. Man, I can't mm-hmm. run a mile. I can't run three miles. Yeah, you can. You could do yeah. it. Yeah. And so, you know, and you see those trials, you start to see them believe. And I think that's, for me, you know, that's universal. You know, if you're, if you're in debt, if you're in, you know, marriage troubles, you're in, you know, there's, there comes a point where you be like, oh, there's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I see the other yeah. side. And, that, yeah. and when you see someone do that, man, it's, you know, there they, ain't nothing stopping them. You know, yeah. and I think that's where, you know, I think with athletes and performances, when you get athletes believing that none can stop me, man, you're going to have a champion. You're going gonna to go far. That's and awesome. so for me, that's, that's the big insightful part for me is, you know, seeing people push your limits and then seeing that belief, that belief shift of, like you it. know what, I can do this. And then for me, it's like, man, it's hands off. Like, I'm just encouraging. I'm a cheerleader now. Mm-hmm. I'm not even coaching no more. I'm just cheering you on because you already know what to do. And so yeah. for me, that's, that's the big insightful as both a strength coach and someone who works in psychology who needs to get over a problem or an issue um, is just seeing that belief start to take shape.
0: That's great. I appreciate you sharing. That's powerful. In terms of physical attributes, right, um, or traits or things that they say, are there certain things that you see as tells? Like, hey, now I know this person believe because they're starting to say this or their body is starting to do this. What are, what are some of those tells or some of those things that you see?
1: I, I think the biggest thing, the, the biggest tell is, you know, I think a big buzzword in our field is energy, you know, okay. is energy. You know, so when, you know, when I see, when I see a kid or a client or an athlete coming to a session, they're excited about it. They're not scared. You know, that's one of my big things I ask people, are you scared or are you excited? Because mm-hmm. those are two different things, you know, because when you're excited, you're ready to, to start something. And when you're mm-hmm. scared, you're ready to be over. And so it's like, hey, man, you scared, or excited, man. It's a big squat day. If a kid says, man, I'm kind of nervous. So he's already put himself, he's ready to, you know, he's ready to get this experience over. He's ready to get it over. He's just doing this to get it over. But once they start saying I'm excited, I couldn't sleep the night before, I'm Mm. ready. Yeah. It means that they're ready to participate. You know, so I I look for, you know, the buzzwords of like, you know, are they are they ready to get this thing started? Are they ready to get it over? And people tell you really quick, you know, I'm scared, I'm nervous, I don't know. It's just like, oh, you just here to get it over with. You know, you, you know, check the you box. Know,
0: check that you're just, box real quick.
1: You just get it. You know, you just here to get it over with. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just here to get it over with. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I tell a little story. I got a kid right now who who started lifting for the first time, and you know, I knew he was ready. He's like, man, I'm excited. I was like, hey, man, you got you got three by ten at seventy percent. We hitting it hard, and his Oof. first words was like, I'm excited. Good. And so I was like, oh, man, he's, you know, man, he great. He great kill this. Yeah. But then on the flip side, I got another guy who's like, man, we're going to run that mile today. Man, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that, coach. You <laughs> okay. know, so, like, you know, it's two different perspectives. So, like, for me, it's yeah. like, you're just going to run this to get it over with. You're not going to attack it. You're not going to mm-hmm. have fun with it. You know, so I look for those things. You know, I call it the roller coaster effect when you have kids. Hey, man, you excited to get on this? If I'm scared, they ain't gonna enjoy it. You know, I'm scared, I don't know about that roller coaster, but you know, then you have a kid who's like, I'm, I'm excited, I can't wait, I done rolled this five times, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. You, know, I, you know, I look for those things. It's like, are you excited, or are you scared? And you know, most people have those natural instincts. You know, being in psychology, is two theories you know, are you fearful, or are you ready to fight for it? Are you scared, or are you excited? Yeah, and so those are the things that I look forward to, you know, if you know, even That's talking great. to. And so that's it's, what I look for, you know, is, as okay. far as like the buzzword or,
0: you know, attitude towards something. This is, a, this is almost, no, I appreciate you sharing that. That's powerful. I, I don't know if you were looking at my notes because that's actually the second question that I was going to ask you to dovetail off of that. Being a strength and conditioning professional for several years, you know, you've seen a lot of different athletes come into the weight room on day one, right? Pre-season, off-season workouts, in-season workouts. What have you seen? In terms of, uh, and again, this might be a continuation of what you just said, but what have you seen as far as, oh, I know this person's going to be successful. This person's going to have a successful career. Or you know what? This person's career is over it, before it starts because he or she can't help but getting out of their own way. What are some of those traits that you see for longevity, if you will, in terms of success or failure?
1: Um, I, I'll, I'll, go with, I'll go with the athletic piece. I go with the athletic piece. I'll, I'll start with that first. Um, always, always ask my, always ask my seniors for those who are sports performance coaches out there. Ask your seniors, what you ready, what you looking for this year, mm-hmm. and you have two, and you have two answers. Man, I'm ready to dominate, have a great year, and the other one is I'm ready to make some ducats. I'm ready to graduate and make some money. Right. So you know they already put in two different mindsets. Ones are like I'm over it. You know what I'm saying. And, you know, you look at, you know, look at their outlooks of seasons, you know, like in my studies, I looked at, you know, in a belief of winnings is, you know, what did they talk about? You know, did they talk about the game plans? Did they talk about, you know, the travel? Are they excited to go on this long flight? You know, you've been making that long flight to California for four years. Are you still mm-hmm. excited about it? Or are you dreading it? Like, man, I got to go to Northern California again, man. I hate that trip. Or mm-hmm. you're like, man, it's the last go around. I'm excited. So, you know, going back to that first thing is like, you know, just asking simple questions, you know, like, hey, man, are you excited about that big trip? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a that's a long road trip. Are you excited about that? And they'll give you an answer and they'll they'll be honest. Like, man, after that, I'm coming back to the crib and this Christmas break, and I'm to, <laughs> you know, I'm about to, you know, get it in. And then the other cats are like, man, I can't wait, man. I, I can't. You know, we've all been there. We've yeah, all been yeah. there, you know, as athletes, as, you know. Anything, You know, I could speak for, you know, family, you know, family stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, who barbecue we going to, man? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we know, it, you know, it's an honest reaction. You can't get yeah. around it. You can't get around those questions, you know. And that's why I always ask people, are you excited? Are you scared or nervous? Mm-hmm. Are you ready to get it over with? And, you know, those who are excited about it will will talk to you to death about the stadium, the the drive up, the pregame meal, the hotel, and the other ones who are ready to get it over with, they'll be like, Man, I got a job at so and so, so and so, coach mm-hmm. talking to me crazy. I'm about to make more money than the coaches, like, you know. Then I kind of know what's going on, you know, where your headspace yeah. is. And so, you know, and even in, in that in that reflects in all life, you know, you just yeah. ask anybody, where are you, you excited for dinner? And like, Where are we going? I'm going to McDonald's. <sighs> <laughs> then you got one kid, you know, you got people who are like, I'm getting me a toy. I'm getting me a happy meal. I'm ready. I'm excited about the experience, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, I tend to just ask, you know, you know, what's their expectation of the experience? And then people are pretty honest. They, the, People don't lie about that. It's kind of yeah. easy to that lie out too, yeah. to see if someone's really excited about something.
0: Yeah. No, that's good. Because, you know, I, I, at the end of the day, out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaks. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, sure. As as For strength sure. coach as strength coaches, we get a chance to see people in every you know uh, every light. You know, um, <clears throat> one of the things that I wanted to bring up, I wanted to talk about. Obviously, you have a very unique journey. I mean, you were in the Indiana public school system as a, as a you know sports psych- or I'm sorry, a uh, strength conditioning professional. Uh, you were you went to Arizona, uh, Grand Canyon University by way of you know state of Arizona right then you went overseas you know what I'm saying like you went overseas uh, and I want to talk about that next but you went overseas and, and uh, you're a strength and conditioning professional for a professional uh, team I believe South Korea women's right mm-hmm. uh, then you came back here uh, NAU Northern Arizona University and now you're here at uh, as, as the director of sports performance for Emory Real University which is a very unique school by the way uh, and I want you to talk a little bit about that. But my question to you is what things have remained true, right? What things are universal as it relates to developing athletes? Uh, all these different people that you've worked with, there has to be a silver lining in, in the things that have remained true. What is that in your estimation?
1: Um, I, w- I would say in my journey um, to be a strength and conditioning coach, you know, as long as I have, um, the thing that remains true is, is the passion to help people. And I think that's the biggest thing. You know, you know, we don't get into the profession to make a lot of money because you ain't going to do it. You're not going to get a lot of fame for the most part unless you're on Instagram all the time with your shirt off. I'm a big dude. I ain't having my shirt off. So <laughs> I ain't getting that fame. I ain't going to get that fame, dog. I'm working on it, though. I'm working on it. I'm, running, I'm lifting weights. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's the passion of helping people because there's a there's a lot of things that you know will be overcome with that passion you know and I and I and I speak to that because you know throughout my career I've been a butthole coach I've been a hippie coach I've been a scientific coach I've been a dictator I've been some guy who's just loose with it so you know my attitudes and coaching styles my training programs have changed throughout the years but my passion for helping people has always stayed there you know i get up every day you know and i ask myself am i excited to go to work and some days it's being like man i I can't wait to get this over man i'm (laughs) ready i'm ready you know but when i get here you know the passion Mm -hmm. hey man i need i need some help you know i need i need help with this i need help with getting me stronger get me faster and a lot of times you don't want to hear that at six in the morning 5.30 5:30 mm-hmm. in the morning, you know, but you know that passion has to be there, and I think that for me, that's that's kept me in the profession, It's kept me excited about it about the next few years, you know, down the road. Like you know, there's not it's not anything I want to do other than that. So, but it stems from the passion of helping others, you know, and you know, regardless of what it is, you know, where am I at? You know, I can be in Korea, I can be here with engineering students. Everyone needs help. You know, so yeah. in, in, in those people who are searching out for it, if you have a passion for it and, and you're blessed enough to have skills enough to communicate and to draw plans to help people, they'll come seek you out. Yeah. You know, they'll come they'll come find you. And so, you know, this summer I took on three students who have never lifted weights before and never talked to me ever. And, you know, they came up to me and said, hey, man, I want you to help me out man, I can't, you know, I, Hey, that's, that's, that's what it's about. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't seek them out. I didn't, you know, I just watched them asked them about their days, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just being present, you know, but you know, eventually they asked me, Hey, can you help me out? And so, and, and you know, that excites me. That gets me up in the morning. Like I, you know, this kid, you know, I got a kid benching a hundred pounds. That that excites me. I don't care about a 400. I don't care about a 400 pound bench. This kid benching 100 pounds for 10 reps is exciting to me because yeah. I've seen where he come from. Where, do, so what, where, where does
0: that come from? Where, where, uh, just real quick, because this is powerful. Where does this come from? Because you can just be a strength coach that says, hey, listen, look at the numbers. I got everybody bigger, faster, stronger. Everybody's jumping higher. Like, we're good. I don't need to be your friend. I don't need to show you my passion. I don't need, to, I don't need any of that. Like, our guys are... Our progression, our ladies are progressing. Where does this come from for you in terms of your passion for helping people? Is this something
1: that was modeled for you? Where
0: does where does this come
1: from? Uh, two things. I, I think two things on a spiritual level. I think that's something that I figured out with you know my walk with with the Lord. Um, you know, just reading about passion and purpose. You mm-hmm. know, just figuring that out. You know, like what do I what do I enjoy doing every day? you know do i enjoy you know crunching numbers do i enjoy painting i can't paint i can't sing i can dance okay <laughs> but like i can't i don't have a passion for that but yeah i do have a passion for a knack of hey man let's be friends you got a, you got a nose ring cool man let's be friends you look interesting like let's be <laughs> friends you know you know you know, you, you're totally different. You like to skydive? Let's be friends. Like, let, let's figure out to be friends. And, you know, yeah. and, I, and I knew that I did that naturally growing mm-hmm. up. Like, you know, I was friends with everybody. You know, mm-hmm. I, I sought out to be like, you know, I may not talk to you a long time, but I wanted to be who would know who you were and what you were about. And, you know, and I have a lot of friends from diverse backgrounds. And, you know, just reading the Bible and just, you know, understanding that God has a purpose for everybody. And with that purpose comes tests, it comes trials. But ultimately, like, God's going to bless it if you understand and work it. And so I understood that. And my passion for coaching was realized um, from my dad. My dad. My dad mm-hmm. is, a, is a coach and a football coach for a long time, and he understands people. And I have a joke with my family that my dad can coach any sport without playing it. He can yeah. coach anything. I don't, I don't really <laughs> care. Like, that dude can coach, you know, badminton. Like, he'll coach bowling. Like, he ain't bowling nothing. But he understands the purpose of helping. You know, yeah. he may not know the ins and outs of the sport, but he's going to feed you. He's going to talk about your life. He's going to research. He's going to make sure he talks to people, bring coaches in that know better than he does. He no ego
0: mm-hmm.
1: because that's what he wants to do. He wants to help. And so, you know, he's going to step up the bat. And so seeing that throughout my life of him, you know, he worked in the prison system for 20-plus years. So seeing mm-hmm. him help young adults, you know, coaching gigs, seeing his journey as a football coach from being a screamer and a yeller to now, you know, he's a coach. You know, I'm like, he get. – I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, seeing that journey, talking to him about that journey, seeing him volunteer at the church, at my church growing up, you know, mm-hmm. he wasn't a deacon He wasn't a, a man in the choir But he drove the church van every Sunday That's how he That's how he gave back He's like, I'll yeah. drive around the city He had a passion for helping people And so I, I think, you know I knew I wanted to help people um, I tried to fight coaching a long time And it was just in me I had to coach I had to coach something So That's beautiful, being, man We new things, man I think that's, you know That's my passion and purpose, man I can't, I can't between those, between God and my dad, and, and God putting my dad in my life, and and I, I have no else. I have nothing else to do but the coach. So yeah. I, you know, I, yeah, I can't, I can't do nothing else. So that's beautiful, man. Obviously, he set a
0: very great example for you, and you're and you're walking it out, and so that's awesome. Before before we talk about, uh, I want to talk about your experience in South Korea, but before we do that, real quick, for those who may not be familiar with Embry Riddle University, I mean, you're a, you're the director of sports performance there. And so it looks a little different on this campus as opposed to University of Texas or Florida state. Tell us a little bit about the environment that you're in now and the athletes that you're working with now real quick.
1: So, um, so yeah, Ember riddle it's a aeronautical engineering university. Um, a lot of our kids are engineers. A lot of our kids are rocket scientists.
0: Literally, like, like quite, literally, quite literally,
1: literally rocket scientists, um, pilots. So there's, you know, it's a, and they're very competitive kids. So we're really good in a we're really good school for athletics because our kids are competitive. You know, every mm-hmm. day they step in the classrooms, they're looking at rankings, they're looking at jobs, they're looking at you know, being a pilot, they're really attention to details, you know. So it's a it's a really unique environment. Um, we share a weight room with our with our students uh, on campus. So I do get to interact with the students. So I oversee the students' at rec center too. Which is which is really awesome because I get to help out the general population also too. So which is really great. But um, you know the two big things about our students, you know, they're really in tune into what's going on in their life, like more than any other college student. They understand they have a goal, they have a job opportunity. A lot of them by their sophomore years, wow. uh, they understand that you know what they're doing is very important. You know, like not saying that every major is isn't important, but, you know, they're literally building rockets that people are going to be on. They're yeah. building, you know, they're going to be flying us in the next 10 years. they probably going to be an Emeritus Riddle student on it playing a pilot. So they're really dialed in and focused. Um, and so, and for me, it's, you know, it's, it's a welcoming thing for them because they want to get better. They want to understand this field. So they're taking a like to it. And so it's it's been a great experience. Um the big running joke with us and all the coaches is that, you know, they'll graduate and make three times as much money as us, which is <laughs> Hey, three times cool. shoot maybe four or five which times is, while you're playing, man. Hey. Which is cool, and I and it's cool, and I'm and I'm all for it. You know, I'm I'm just telling them, hey, man, if y'all if y'all want workouts, I know what y'all salary. is. Man, <laughs> y'all have to pay for the workouts. Right? that's it right and there. They to pay for them, but that's you know, it. but it's a great group of people, man, and you know, and they're very competitive, and so and and that thing and that 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 covers a lot of things. You know, they they're competitive. You know, mm-hmm. they have high expectations for winning. Um, they want to win national championships. They want to win conference championships. So it's 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 not just a rec league for them. It's something that's serious. There's a lot of kids who could have went Division One, who you know, like, hey man, they're not gonna let me be a pilot or engineer at Purdue or you know Stanford. You know that you know this is a school that's gonna let me to do both at a high level. And so yeah. it's a, it's a great spot, and I've I've been enjoying you know adding to the athlete experience. That's our model here is you know let's have let them have a great athletic experience and a great student experience, and so. And I'm I'm happy to attribute it to that, and it's definitely changed my coaching a lot.
0: That's great. I, no, I appreciate you sharing that, and it, it just get, it makes me smile because this profession it just it's far-reaching. You know what I mean? It's far-reaching. Uh, the CEO businessman needs strength and conditioning. You know what I'm saying? The the the, the single mother, the pastor, the division, division one athlete, and our. Astronauts, rocket scientists, and pilots needed too. So uh, I love that. Real quick, yeah. man, uh, you and I know I'm going to probably pronounce this wrong. So please correct me. You were a strength and conditioning professional overseas in South Korea for their, I, I believe it's their women's national team, and it was Shinhan Bank. Was that was that is that correct?
1: Yeah, Shinhan Shin Bank. Shinhan in in Bank, Incheon, in Korea. Uh, shout out to our, our former colleague, John Sim, Sim, who got me over there, got yes, swindled huh? me over there, he got me over there, um, you know, and that's and that's just connections, that's just God, you know, putting people in your life, man, I, I, you know, he was working over there and helping out the basketball team and gave me a call one day, man, and was just like, hey, you want to come over and coach? And I was just like, all right, you know, talk to my <laughs> wife and... My wife hey, hold up! Hold, 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 hold up! Hold up,
0: dog! <laughs> you don't, you don't just, hey, you don't just pull up and be like, ah, oh, all right, I'm gonna just fly over to South Korea. You know that was a deliberation, dog. <laughs>
1: hey, in my no, and, and you know, God, and God bless my wife, man, and that's why one of the reasons why I married her, man. She, she was about it. She was <laughs> like, all right, let's go. I was like, what? <laughs> Like, you know, and, and it was and it was a crazy, it was a crazy cause we got married April 2nd and we left June fifth.
0: Oh, same year. Same year. Yeah. Newlyweds. Wow. That's bold, man. God bless Anna, man.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, she's no, she she supports me. She was I told her about it and she was like, Hey, we always wanted to travel the world. Yeah. And they're gonna pay you. That's a big thing, you know. Why they're gonna pay you? Yeah. They're gonna pay me. All right, let's roll. So, so talk, to, talk
0: to me about this experience. I, I got one. I want you to talk in general terms as we get ready to close. And, again, thank you, man, for your time. I, oh, yeah. I, want, you
1: talk,
0: I want you to talk to me about the, the, the experience. But I have a specific question, Steve. Okay. Did you ever play horse, pig, you know what I'm saying, with any of those players? And did you win? Horse, pig. Horse or
1: pig, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. And did you win? I didn't play. I didn't play that. I didn't play that. I didn't Come play on, horse pit. Did
0: you play one on one? Did you play anybody one on one?
1: I play. I play some one on ones. How'd you do? Um, it? You know, I, I'm working with women athletes, so I was like, you know, they, they, you know, I was the, I was the biggest guy in the whole little district, and the only black person, so I stood out a lot. Steve, so, you ain't answering
0: answer my question, brother.
1: Okay, all right. Here's the deal. But so we played. Okay, I'll give you this answer straight up. We played horse. I played horse. I played horse with the young girls, and I won off a bounce pass into the goal. That's my patented move: bounce pass oh. off the ground into the goal. And I would beat them. I, that was my. It's the only time I played, and then I would beat them in half court shots. I would I would beat them every day at the practice in half court shot. First person to make a half court shot. Now I'm gonna tell you this story. <laughs> so the so our, our our team is ran by a bank. So our team is run by a bank. Our bank owns the teams, and so we have a general manager, we have a president, and it's it's pretty much a bank employee. One day he comes out. He goes, I got three hundred dollars for the first person who makes a half court shot. Three hundred dollars okay i was like so everybody's like shooting so i'm like man i'm about to go and jump open this line they was like you know they was like steve steve go jump in the line i was like word i'm gonna get this money now and so you know boom first one you know boom half court shot Everybody was hot they was all mad you know hot but it came over him in envelope three hundred dollars go get go have something nice go get you go get you something nice Ain't nothing
0: like like
1: the white envelopes, bro. Hey, man, his name was Appa, which means father. Everybody called him Appa. And he he was maybe 5'5", had Gucci belt, Gucci loafers, (laughs) and he just kind of floated everywhere he went. And so he just handed out white envelopes for stuff. Hey, man. $300, Three hundred dollars half court shot, and so you know I hit one of them. I hit one of them bad boys. I got three hundred dollars. I think hey. I bought me some new beats. I think it's the most expensive headphones I ever bought, man. the Headphones that one got me some beats. I was like, man, i to never had no money like this for no beats. I got the beats with them, so we, we had fun, man. We, we <laughs> it was good, man. It, it was uh, a fun experience. Man, I, you know, learned a lot about basketball, learned about myself, my wife, resiliency, had our first kid over there. My first kid born in Korea. Wow. So, you know, within a calendar year, I got married, moved to a new country, new job and a baby all in all in uh, 12 months. You can't top that, bro. You can't. How how does anybody top that? (laughs) Wow. Wow. And you know, and it was a great time, you know. I still talk to some of the um, some some of the athletes on Instagram. They they're always amazed to see they saw my son as a newborn. And so they every time I post a video on Instagram, they always comment like, Man, that's Hank, like he's four he's gonna be five in February, which is crazy. Yeah. And so, um, nah, man, I, I didn't pay too many horse and pigs to pay me pickup, but I did win me three hundred dollars and a half court shot. That's <laughs> <laughs> the practice. Hey, that's and a win! Some, and got some Beats headphones, like from from some, Oppa, from Appa. from Appa. <laughs> Gucci belt and everything, baby. He was it was Gucci everything every day. He was oh, my man. He was my man. guy. So, um, great experience, man. Great experience. Um, got to go to Japan uh, for two weeks. You know, got to travel Japan with the team and man. You know, I, I wouldn't change it for a world. You know, it was hard when we were there. It was t- it was tough you know as newlyweds and then you have a pregnant wife in another country yeah you know so a lot of you know we, we we went through it but you know but we laugh every year we you know every year that it passes we laugh about you know the taxi drivers the convenience store guy um, the <laughs> music you know the music i became a k-pop fan you know k-pop. i was a k-pop oh i was all about it i still listen to it you know but, like, those are things that, you know, those are learning experiences, man, that I, you know, that you can't pay for that. Like, I can't, I can't, I'm, you know, as hard as it was for me and my wife and hard as it was for me to coach and, you know, the language barrier, the culture differences, the, you know, expectations. Um, a lot of the times where I ask myself, am I excited to be here? A lot of times it wasn't. You know, be honest, we was like, man, I'm ready to be over. I'm ready to, like, how many games we got left? Mm-hmm. Oof, like you know what I'm saying? But those those you know, we, we go through those things. And you know, but ultimately, like, you know, I would say consistently I was excited every morning I woke up. You know, it was like it was it was something where it's like this is new. Um not a lot of people can say they've done this. You know, I don't think I don't think a team is higher strength coach Since I've been there in American, I was the only American strength coach there. Mm -hmm. Um, And set a culture, you know, set like a trend for them to like, hey, this is how you train. This is how you should train. This is what your neighboring countries are doing. This is what American players are doing. Um, We had uh, two WNBA players on our team. Got to know them, you know, help them. That was part of it, too. Like, get to help them transition. Mm-hmm. You know, they come to my They come down to my apartment, man, she can't be talking To me like that, hey, hey man <laughs> like, like, hey, first of all Like, we still gotta leave Like, we still gotta get on that plane, like, you can't be you don't, can't mess up. To, don't mess it don't up Don't mess it up, you know But, you know, but these, are, these were two young women Fresh out of college You know, making money for the first time You know, adjusting To a new, you know, a new culture You know, how can I help them Come on down for dinner. Let's go out. Let's hang out. Let's talk. You know, here's my wife. She wants to talk about, you know, the bachelor, bachelorette. Like, you, want mm-hmm. to, you know, it was a helping service. And so for that, that's what kept me going. And that's what made that experience great. Because, you know, with all the trials and tribulations that happened there, you know, it was a lot of good that happened. There was a lot of sharing. There's a lot of relationships. There's a lot of people that I still talk to today. Yeah. And there's and I'm excited to go back. I can't wait to go back and take Hank on his 12th birthday, 13th birthday. Like, hey, we're going back to Korea. Like, we're going. Because mm-hmm. you need to see where we lived and where you were born. And, you know, because he, he knows that he wasn't born in the United States. He tells people that. And I'm like, that's cool. But, like, you don't yeah. even know where Korea is at on the map. But, yeah. like, we're going to take you back. So, you know, I think that's, you know, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it. Uh, you know, I got back. Connected back with you. You got me to NAU. I got, it, it all felt how it should have went, you know. And I think if I would have stayed at GCU or, you know, who knows what would have happened, you know. Yeah. I could be still there. I could be doing something else. That's not my passion. Um, but it led me to travel the world, man. And, I, you know, that's, that's just something that that's a God thing. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. And I really appreciate you sharing. And it's cool, man, just to hear the story, you know, and as we get ready to close, I want you to just, if there's anything that's been on your head and your heart that you just want to share, you know what I'm saying? The, the mic is yours. Has there been any topics? Are there any things that you, you've seen as far as patterns and whether it's the profession, right? Whether it's the world at large? What do you want to share with everybody, man, as we get ready to close, man? I, I'll give you the mic again uh, to close us out here.
1: Um, Yeah, I, I have two things that I've just started to to develop as I have gotten into the profession a long time. Um, The first one, the first one I, I would say is, you know, whatever your passion is, you know, go, go, go for it. You know, your passion will get you everything that you want. Um, you know, following your passion and knowing your purpose um, it'll pay your bills, it'll make you travel, it'll have you great experiences. Um, but you it, it has to be something that you love to do. You know, you can't force yourself to do it. Don't chase the money, you know, don't chase the you know, don't chase any things that are temporary. I got I'm going to do this hustle so I can get a car. I'm going to do this because next thing you know, you'll look up and you'll be hustling at 50 and 60. Like you'll still be hustling, you know. I, I tell people all the time as a strength and conditioning coach, I may not make as much money as you know an accountant or some CEO businessman, but I tell you what, man, I've traveled, I've seen this, I've seen the country. Uh, my kids never missed a meal. I never missed a meal. I've been laughing. I get to come to work every day with shorts and t-shirts, and I have a blast, man. And and I think if if you follow your purpose and your passion. You know, God's going to bless that and he, he's going to get you financially. He's going to get you everything that you want. And, you know, and, and I and I firmly believe that, that, you know, you know, knowing that purpose and, and pouring into it and doing it for the right reasons. um, You know, you can't go wrong. Um, my second thing is something that happened to me probably about three years ago. And it's and it's and it's with another coach. I won't I won't say that person's name. But we had a falling out, and I was at church every Sunday, and this person kept coming up every day in my heart, every day. You need to talk to this person, Steve. You need to talk to this person. You need to forgive this person. You need to apologize. And I couldn't take it. And I was like, I knew I was going to see this person at a clinic. And I was like, you know what, man, I need to write this person. I need to write this person. It's been on my heart. And... And I wrote this person a long letter stating what happened. I apologize. I'm sorry. That wasn't what's was supposed to happen. And, um, and they felt the same way. And it's been a relief. And it just changed my outlook of that experience with my per- that person. I've always had a negative experience about this person and the place that I was at. It was always a negative thing. And the power of forgiveness and saying I'm sorry... You know, I I advocate if there's somebody in your life that you've done wrong or they've done you wrong, man, I encourage you just to go right and say, hey, I'm sorry. I apologize. I was wrong. I hope you're doing well, you know, because I love you, you know, like regardless, you know, out of everything. And and it changed my life, man. And, And, you know, that 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 power of forgiveness and, you know, forgiveness of yourself and, you know, holding that anger around. Um, I think that, you know, with coaches, we, you know, we, we, as coaches, we meet so many people and to burn a bridge in this profession is you better make sure you're going to burn it because you're going to run into that person. You're going to run in that person either as to hire them or to be hired by them. So, so, you know, if you burn something, you know, make sure you ain't trying to cross it. But I, I, I tell people, man, don't burn bridges, man. Just, you know, try to repair them because, you know, every road's useful and you have to cross it again. And, um, and my last, and my last thing, you know, purpose, forgiveness is, um, just, you know, communicating and loving people. You know, I think with so much in the world, um, especially in athletics, you got LBGTQ, you got trans, you know, And we can get lost in that as coaches. But, you know, I think as we focus on, you know, loving those people, you know, loving those, you know, loving who they are, you know, understanding who they are. You know, I have I have a kid who walked in the other day with a big Trump 2024. You know, hey, man, how you how's your day doing, man? What's going on? How can I extend love to you? You know, you know, saying, you know, like I'm not going, you know. It's it's not about that. It's about people, you know. And I think that's, you know, regardless of all walks of life, who you are, black, white, gay, straight, Christian, Muslim, you know, we got to love them, you know. And I think that's and I think that's the 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 foundation of being a great coach and a great person is can you truly love someone unconditionally as God told us to do? And I try to do that as best as I can. I fall short. I get angry. But ultimately but you know what i you know i've learned the power of you know apologizing being humble and and, and trying to be a servant leader and, and service other people and so i just call people to serve and love others and it'll take you further than chasing any money or, or material things that life